Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 23rd day of February. I'm Paul White, and I'm so happy you're with me today as we are in Genesis, and we turn the page into the 30th chapter. This is the moment that Rachel, realizing she bears no children to Jacob, envies her sister Leah and demands Jacob give her children. I want to bring something out in this chapter that I think correlates um, rather rather beautifully into the Lord Jesus. And that's always my favorite connection to make is when we can find the Lord Jesus. Um, But I also want to confront something that's in the text that we sort of just naturally believe to be God because it's about God. But I don't think that's the proper way to read the text. And the, and the, the verse in question is the second verse of the chapter, Jacob's anger was aroused against Rachel. And he said, am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? And then Rachel proceeds to do pretty much what Abraham did, or what Sarah did rather to Abraham. When Sarah gave Abraham Hagar, Rachel says, here's Bilhah, go in. You know the story. Um, I do not ever want to cast shade on the scriptures. I don't ever want to make it appear that either A, I distrust the text, or B, think that it's wrong. I just think we need to be honest when we see scriptures and realize a couple of things. One, men are writing as they see God. And two, God is letting the adaptive revelation of man shine through in the Bible. So he doesn't force writers into a place of revelation. He reveals things and then lets their personal experience meet the text. And that causes us to have different styles, different sounds, different statements. And what I personally think is a progressive revelation of God as we move through the Bible. I don't think God is changing as we move through the Bible. That God is this way and then he's that way. And I did for a little while, full disclosure. There was a a season there where I sort of went, I was wrestling this and I unfortunately uh, oftentimes wrestle things out loud, even with you. And there was a time, I don't know, several years ago where I would have told you that God adapted the way he dealt with man as he moved. I don't think so. I think what we're seeing is man's man is the one adapting. Man is the one whose revelation is expanding. And I think you can see where I'm going with this because Jacob's reply to Rachel was, am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? I don't think God has withheld a child from Rachel. I don't think God is in the business of keeping women from getting pregnant, of stopping this process of birth. He blessed reproduction. He didn't curse reproduction. And I think that Jacob's anger at Rachel is shining through. I think his And dare I say it, misunderstanding of the way God works is shining through. I'm not condemning him. I think we've all been there. 
where because we don't understand it, we attribute it to God, even if it's negative, because we say, well, his ways are higher than my ways, and uh, he's he works mysteriously. And we're misquoting scriptures like crazy, by the way, there, attributing things to God out of context, and we'll, but we'll use them because they make us feel better. We'll say, well, I don't know why this is happening, but God has a reason. And we're getting close there, I think. Not that God's making it happen because he has a reason, but that it is happening and God is here. He's not away. He's not off laughing. He's not off saying, when you figure it out, you'll find me. He's in the middle of it with us. Whatever darkness and pain and and in this case, barrenness that we go through, he goes through it at the same time that we do. And so Jacob's not correct. God hasn't closed up Rachel's womb. But what we do find is that deeper in this chapter, Rachel does finally have a child. She, she is, she's pregnant and bears Joseph. And what we find is that Joseph is a type of Christ. He is the one who takes his brethren um, in Egypt, or the, the one rather who delivers prisoners from prison in Egypt. He's the one who hears the prophetic word of God within Egypt. Um, he's a type of Christ. I don't mean he is the perfect type of Christ, but he is a type of Christ in, in the story. And it would seem to me that when God opens the womb of Rachel, which he does, as he opens the womb of Rachel, he gets glory. In verse 22, he remembered her and listened to her and opened her womb, and she conceived and bore a son, and she said, God's taken away my reproach, and she named him Joseph, which is he will add because the Lord has added. When he opens it, it's a type of the virgin birth where Mary brings forth Jesus, a miraculous birth. And so I don't think that when we get into tragedy, we have to blame God, but we should continue to trust a good God. So God can step into the middle of our barrenness and make the miraculous occur. If the miraculous is not occurring, we don't have to attribute it to God keeping the miracle back or trying to teach us something. But we also don't want to miss the fact that when the miraculous happens, it's God stepping in. And you know what? It's okay to land on the answer, I don't know, sometimes when people ask you, what's going on? What's happening here? You don't, you don't have to spiritualize. You don't have to come up with three verses in a poem and a song that tells them what God's trying to do. Sometimes you can say, I don't know, but I do know God is good. And I do know God is on your side. And if God's for you, who can be against you? And I don't assign blame to God for your barrenness. And I refuse to cast that on my Father. But what I do is believe God is going to work in your barrenness to bring about something beautiful. And I think that when Joseph is born, Rachel sees the same thing. There's so much from this beautiful story of Jacob and his wives and his relationships, and we'll do some more tomorrow. We'll see you then. I hope you have a great day. God bless.